Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering my listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash higher learning and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. All you have to do is download a, a book for free and start listening. It's that easy. So go to audible.com, well, audibletrial.com, that is, slash higher learning. That's audibletrial.com slash higher learning. And now let's get on to the episode. Smoke weed every day. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the fourth episode of Higher Learning. I'm your host, Miriam Awani, and I am so excited to be doing this episode right now. I've been holding this shit off forever because I feel like mental health is a very heavy topic that I can't cover by myself, and I feel like it would be very selfish for me to just sit here and talk about my own problems and stuff without having any dialogue with anyone. So I have someone very important here. Um, She is a very strong voice in the blogosphere. Um, someone whose opinion I value and I feel like you guys can get some great insight from. So I have Diamond here with me. Hello, Diamond. Hey, y'all. <laughs> and how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad we're finally doing this episode. Um, for those who don't know about you, give us a quick rundown of who you are and what you do. I am Diamond Bell from Chicago, Illinois. Um, I am 25 years old. I am a content creator, blogger, humorist, personality, host, everything under that um, spectrum. So I created my blog about a year ago named Diamond's Dosage just to give the people what what we've been missing. I feel like y'all was missing me. Like, um, (laughs) give y'all this, like, content on sex, relationships, um friendships, careers, um, social issues, just many things that need to be discussed, but it's such in a different format. It's in a raw and unedited, uncut format that makes you engaged and makes you entertained. And it's something different to the entertainment industry. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I definitely try to censor myself at a point in time. Like, Mm -hmm. once I graduated this past semester, I'm like, okay, I got to get my shit together. I have to be Mm -hmm. professional. I can't curse no more. My Mm -hmm. social media has to like this. Mm -hmm. So I was really, Mm -hmm. like, nitpicky of how I was going to present myself because I felt like the type of person I was was very off-putting to a lot. And And what type of person is that? Well, you know how they try to make us seem like we have to be a certain way to be marketable. You know, like you can't curse. Oh, you trust can't, me, you know, I know. I've like dealt your with that. Like, has to be on point. Like you know, just different girl, stuff. I've dealt with that. I've dealt with the whole. It's either they want me to tone it down or mm-hmm. turn it up, and it's like, damn, I'm a layered woman. Like, let me be me when I feel like right. being. You get what I'm saying? Like, I don't just act like this all the time. When I have an episode of me wanting to talk some shit. I do it or, you know, but I'm very spiritual as well. And people don't want to see you layered. They just want to put you in one box. Yes. And I felt like uh, me being a YouTuber, like, 
to get the views, you have to be mm-hmm. hella extra. And I felt like I was doing too much. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. this is me, but this is not me all the time. Like, exactly. I'm a really chill person. Exactly. Sometimes I want to come out here bareface with a blunt right. in my hand and just be right. chilling. Like, I don't right. want to always have my hair done. <laughs> I don't always want to have my face And beat. it's like, not like that in real life. It's not it's like that in real life. And that's what I feel like. Yes. I'm so happy we're talking about this topic because I feel like people... That makes people go insane. Like yes. putting putting up this facade, this image, just for social media, it all plays a part in it. And it's like people don't understand when they need to really just be radically honest with themselves and radically honest about their life and who they are, their identity. And I feel like that plays a huge part in mental health because I was reading a book called um, The Road Less Traveled. And it says mental health issues... Uh, I don't even know. I don't even know the author. I don't know, but uh, go ahead. But it was basically saying that mental health issues begin when you don't address the problems in your life or or if you're not honest with yourself. And I feel like that's a huge problem with our generation. Because I feel like our generation really, truly doesn't know who they are. A lot of people aren't in touch with themselves. And they're allowing what they see on social media to influence the type of person they are. And I yes. felt like that was my problem. Um, something that I recognized early. Like, I allowed my platform to determine I definitely the went through that. person I was. And the type of content I was putting. I'm like, okay, do y'all want to see this? Do y'all want me to be like this? And I, I never did it for myself. Like, I never see? was putting out shit Oh, my God. I'm so happy myself. you just said that. Because I went through the same shit, girl. Yes. Like, when I, first, when I first started blogging, I used to just... I felt like I was writing for other people, like, because when they got, like, a lot of attention on tw- on Twitter and shit, I'm like, oh, okay, I like this, I'm getting attention, blah, blah, blah. But I had to learn that attention, that attention did not feed my soul. The only thing that fed my soul was just me doing it for me, because it started as a release for me to get things out that I felt, you know? But once you yeah. start doing your content for other people, it just becomes so oversaturated. Yes, and you lose the passion for it, and that's why you lose the passion. It's been a year since I posted to YouTube because I just couldn't figure out where I fit and what I actually truly wanted to do. Like I went through a period where I shaved my head. I'm like, okay, I need a girl. I cut my hair off. Yes, that's when I had (laughs) cut my hair in like 2016. I was just going through so much. I was going through so much, and I was surrounded by the wrong people. Yes, yes. So I'm definitely glad we're having this conversation. It's um, so just needed. To spread mental health awareness because I actually want to ask you some questions. Um, just how your social media played into your mental health, and if you're, you know, ready to talk okay. about that, you're open. To I'm it. Okay. ready to release it. I'm gonna be radically <laughs> honest with you. Trust me.
Okay, so my first question for you is how has your journey with social media okay, been? Okay, so the good when and I the first bad? got introduced to social media, I was actually in college. Um, I saw it. I'm like, oh my God, Instagram is, well, I got my Twitter in high school. I think everyone had Twitter first. Yeah, definitely. And I love Twitter. Like, Twitter is still my baby. Like, I will choose yes. Twitter over <laughs> any social network. But um, I had my Twitter. But you know, things really didn't come into play into like my mental health until I got an Instagram because then you start to see these people and how they look mm-hmm. and their lifestyle. And you're like, whoa, what am I doing wrong? You know? And it's like, nothing's wrong with you. Nothing's yeah. wrong with you. Because at the end of the day, we do not know these people. We right. have no clue even how they got that lifestyle. You know, you don't know what people are doing out here. But um, my journey with it would be like, it started as, okay, this is cool. My Instagram is cool. I'm posting up. Then I started, like, getting a little attention on it. Mm. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm a bad bitch. I let it validate me at first. I let it yes. validate me, which was the wrong thing to do. Because I'm like, okay. And then I started to see, like, like if a picture didn't get as many likes as the picture before or something, I would feel some type of way. And yes. I felt like something is wrong with that. I should not feel a certain type of way about some damn likes about some likes so i went through that whole process of being validated by likes on instagram and i used to just i posted certain things just you know just because i knew it would get that attention right and it's it's like i really had an issue with that so now in my social media journey i don't care like it's not that i don't care what i post but I don't let it validate me. I, I post what I want to post because I like it. You know what I'm saying? It's not for the consumption of other people. It's, it's to my liking. Now, I hope that answered the question. Like, yeah, definitely. <laughs> how do you feel like social media, how do you feel that it contributes to society? So do you feel like it contributes more good than bad? Or do you feel like it contributes Ooh, more bad great... than good? That's a great question. To society as a whole. Because, you know, a lot of people don't have the self-awareness to determine, like, you know what? Let me step back. And that's what scares me, Mary. That's what scares me. There's a lot of people are consuming all of this shit. They're not using discernment. They don't know what's right from wrong. They can't form their own opinions. Like, it's scary. It's scary. Because some people don't have that self-awareness to know that. Oh, I don't have to believe this. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to believe that the beauty standard is these European features. I don't have to believe that these women need a fat ass to be attractive. And that's what you see on social media. So that scares me that people are consuming this and not using that discernment. But do I feel like it's good or bad for society? Honestly, if I had to choose the latter, it would definitely be that it's good for society. Because it has introduced me to so many things that I was unaware of. You know what I'm saying? Like... Yeah. blackface I had no clue what blackface was before I you know I got on social media um okay. it has revealed to me the evils of the world as well though like seeing yes. other states and other countries and the things that's happening in these countries because you know we had news as always but on when you're on social media it's constant it's 24 you know hours yeah it's, it's super convenient for cycle. you and it's like you're you're exposed to so many more things 
But at the end of the day, I can see where the good comes in from social media. It's reconnected families. It's gotten mm-hmm. people jobs. It's made yes. people tons of money. It's changed lives. So I cannot just sit up here and say that social media is a bad thing. That's like saying guns are bad. It's not the guns. It's the people that use the guns. And that's how I feel yes. about social media. It's Ooh, the people that's behind so these accounts. Let, let's, let's shift that. I'm going to pick what you just said. You said it's the people. So let's kind of zero in on like our lives outside of social media, how that plays a factor into our mental health. So one thing that has been really heavy on my heart recently is Chicago because I'm from Chicago. So I'm still Girl, connected. Some tragic when I shit. see people, it's every, like, it's, it's every so tragic. Weekly. If not daily, it's definitely weekly. Weekly. And I feel like just thinking about the people who don't have access to therapy and to go, to go get a therapist, to go seek help, you know, and having to constantly mm-hmm. go through shit like that. Like, you can't tell me that somebody is perfectly okay with the shit that they experience. And Miriam, how can they worry like about that? their mental health when they got to worry about how they going to eat tomorrow? Exactly. And people don't understand that. People don't understand that poverty is a real issue. And poverty and mental health have a strong correlation. Yes. Yes. So I can't fault them for not taking care of their mental health when they're living in this shit every day. And it's like, and they suffer from PTSD just from not knowing what to eat for the next day. Yes. Yeah. So it's like, where, what can we do? Like, what is the solution to that? Like, as a people, as a whole, like, is there a solution? Because I, in the black community, you know, mental health is very taboo. Nobody Very. likes to talk about the shit. Very. It's kind of non-existent. And in mm-hmm. a lot of households, you it's kind of just the solution is just pray about it. Pray yeah. about it. And I'm a very spiritual person. I don't consider myself to be religious yeah. per se. Yeah. But I'm a very spiritually connected person because of the household I grew up in. And that has definitely gotten me through some times. But there has also been some times where it's just like, bitch, I need a blunt. Period. You know, like it, I need more than a prayer. Like, yeah, my faith, I have it. But sometimes you need something else. And I feel like society tells us to pop pills. Go go get a Xanax. Mm-hmm. You know, they write us these prescriptions mm-hmm. and they get us hooked on these pills and shit. Mm-hmm. But it's like nobody's offering like a feasible solution. Like, what can we do? You know? You, I feel like our mental health, uh, you brought up a great point where you said it's not important. Um, it's overlooked or it's pushed under the rug in the black community. Um, and I feel like that's where it starts. It starts in your household. The way that we care for our children is so vital to their adulthood and their mental health. Because if you start at a young age as a child, knowing that you can come to your parent, feeling comfortable to talk about something. True. I feel like that's so important. That little aspect of our childhood is so important because if you feel like you're being judged for coming to your mom or coming to your dad, when something is going wrong in your life, that affects your mental health right there. And that's where it starts. Yeah. And sure. not only that, but trauma starts in the womb. I don't know if no, many people know that. It starts in the womb. And if your mother's mental health is fucked up, you already started off, you know. Mm, so you're in the cycle already. Exactly. You're already in the mental health cycle. And it's like trauma is definitely generational. But as a community, what we can do now um, and it's so sad because they're, like, knocking down all of the mental health clinics. You know I work I in know. mental health, right? I work in um in a psych ward. I work in oh, a psych wow. ward. Yeah. So I see this shit hands-on. I see it every day. Like, mm. I just worked this morning. Like, I see mental health. 
and it's so important. And once we get a grip and a hold on it, once it becomes a tangible thing to people, because they don't believe it's real because you can't right. see it. Right. You can't touch it. You can't feel it. It's just like right. a physical disease. And I feel like once we get to that acknowledgement of it being that serious, that's the only way we can move forward with mental health and the progression in our communities with mental health. Once we educate at a young age or in these yeah. school systems or have these programs. Yeah, I feel like, um, I don't know, not to be like a conspiracy theorist mm-hmm. or not, but I feel like they want us to stay like this. Because if you think about it, because like, this, why, why why, do we go to the hospital, you know, when we have a cold or when we break our arm? Like, mm-hmm. we can take care of every other part of our body. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But the mind, like, it's like we neglect the mind. Like We neglect the mind. And it's just like... Do you not what? know that even me, I didn't even know. And I'm an educated black woman. I didn't even know that the mind was this important. You get what I'm yes. saying? Because people yeah. don't take, people don't understand how important the mind is. Yes. Everything we think in our brain is manifesting. Yes. So if you're yes. thinking about negative, as cliche as this shit sounds, if you're thinking about negative things, that's what's going to manifest into your life. Yes. So imagine someone who is depressed mm-hmm. and what they're thinking and what they're manifesting. You get what I'm and saying? I've always so, been open about it. Like I definitely went through a depression um, my first year of college. Like I talked about it on my channel. I I'm, talk about I'm how happy I went for that to because people don't talk about their depression. People don't talk about their mental health. I had to because I'm like, I can't be the only one feeling like this. Like I was, It makes and you I was, feel weak and vulnerable. That's why right. people don't talk about it. Right. Like I was living in Minnesota at the time. I went to an all-white school. I was probably like one of 10 black kids there. I just wow. felt so out of place. I felt so wow. out of place. And I was only doing it because my mom didn't have the money to get mm-hmm. me to college. So I went there. So then I try to utilize the on-campus counseling and shit. And it was this white lady, you know, trying to counsel me. And I I wasn't comfortable with her because I'm like, bitch, you can't even relate. Like, I'm telling you shit about myself that you can't even relate to. Mm-hmm. And, and I from think there, that you brought up a great, another great point that is so important to, if you seek therapy, to mm-hmm. find someone, if you're a black woman, I suggest you go to a black woman. Exactly. Um, because we're a double minority in society. Mm-hmm. Not many can relate to us. We're gems. And I look yeah. at us like gems. Even though they label us as a double minority, we're gems. We, that's why we're a different breed of woman. We, under, we create trends. Yeah. We create everything. Black you women create everything. Every time. Every time. Yes. Every time. And we need another woman to talk to that can understand that. This is why friendship is important. Mm. Your relationship Ooh, with your mother is important. Me. Friendship it's is so a tough important. subject for me because I feel like with some women, there's a crab and a barrel mentality. Like there can only be one top B. You know what I'm saying? Like even I if we talk about Nikki so and Cardi, much with my even, friends. Yes, it's hard Girl. to find genuine connection with females, and you know it's easier to be like you know what to relate to somebody to really have that bond and that you know community sense. You have to seek another black woman. It's like when you try. They're not as open. They're not as welcoming because they feel like it's a competition. And I can be saying this for all women. And, not and you know women, what? Mm. You know, it's some women out here like that. But, you know, it's more women that are not as well. I'm, I'm, I'm going to speak from both, both perspectives. Most women have been raised to compete with other women, though. Like, 
uh, like Beyonce said in that song, I forget the, the flawless song. We raise we raise women to see each other as competitors, and I feel like women when women come across another woman, they feel threatened. They feel threatened. Mm-hmm. But I think that stems for insecurities in the inside as well. Like, if you're not satisfied with who you are as a woman, you're going to seek to project yourself to other people. Mm. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, once you become sound with yourself, that's when the the competition would cease. And that's the only way I see it, when people are not right within themselves. And that goes back to mental health. Yes, it does. And because if you can't see your if you can't see your negative flaws, something is mentally not right with you. Yeah. Mental health is a huge spectrum. It goes from all the way from not seeing flaws to all the way having schizophrenia. Yeah, trauma, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, for real. So it, it plays a it plays a lot. And we all I feel like we all have mental health issues if I'm just being yeah. completely Nobody honest. is hundred percent. Nobody is completely mentally sound. At all. Nobody's completely yeah. mentally sound. Yeah. And it's like I feel like once we are able to acknowledge everything about ourselves, even the the good, the ugly, and the bad. That's the only way we can pro- progress in life to become yeah. who we're meant to be. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, by evolving. Yeah, I always by evolving. Always, I think it's so vital. And I think self. <laughs> so, where, when's your birthday, girl? You a Virgo? I'm a Virgo to the core. Ah, oh, Virgos are perfectionists. <laughs> Can't stand y'all less, but I love y'all. And I'm, I love y'all. I'm so hard on myself. Like, and I feel like that and I feel plays like all my Virgos are hard on themselves. And that affects with my confidence. Like from the outside, you may be like, oh, she's because this is why this is why it affects with your confidence because you aim to be perfect, per- perfect, and perfection mm. only paralyzes us. I feel like yes. we we wait to put out content because we want it to be perfect. We wait yeah. to start that new job because we want it to be perfect. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We don't take those actions because we want everything to be perfect. But practice only is the only thing that makes perfection. Yeah. So I have a question for you. Have you always been solid and being confident in yourself? Or was that a journey for you to get there? Girl, hell no. I really <laughs> used to suffer from low self-esteem, especially being a dark-skinned woman. I've been mm-hmm. told my whole life that we're the lesser, that we're not as attractive as lighter women so mm-hmm. that stemmed from childhood that's still from childhood i always thought i was ugly i thought i was the ugliest thing ever i thought i was my mom's ugliest child just because of the things that i agreed to from other people i made those agreements to let them make me feel like that mm. i really had to come into and that's why i want to say social media actually helped me realize that i'm beautiful it helped me and that's why i feel like social media has its parts where it's good for you but that is bad for you but um because when I started seeing other dark women and they had the same struggles as me and I see so many things about colorism and it's like oh wow I'm not the only dark-skinned girl that went through this right so um I'm not and I feel like that was the biggest part of my uh, low self-esteem um but I uh, I always knew I was intelligent though I had confidence in that area but as far as and even with my social skills it made me awkward socially because I thought that everyone was looking at me, oh my God, she's not cute. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I really suffered from that. Like, but now, I'm a bad bitch. You can't kill me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> so, uh, I have to discuss this um, topic. I really want to bring this up. And this is not even to, like, judge this person or shade this person. But I want to talk about Kanye because he's a Chicagoan and we really have to 
I hate how society places value on celebrity because honestly, I don't oh give my a fuck. god, I don't give a fuck about none of these people. But it's the fact that I'm forced to see it all the time, all like, the time. Always. They force us on. They and imagine if they had no media surrounding them, we would not know what goes on in celebrities' lives, and we wouldn't right. give a fuck because we don't know. Right, but, um, but it's hard to talk about mental health without discussing Kanye being in the media, you know, with it. And I feel like he has some valid points. Not everything he says. Like, he's very sporadic. But one thing he said when he went on one of his rants was that... That's actually um, um, a symptom of mental health. Right. Issues. So we see him having breakdowns in front of us. Like, we acknowledge, like, anyone who has any sort of knowledge on mental health can obviously see that, you know, without being a a professional, that he has some issues. He has major issues. But something that he said recently was that... um, Social media should take away the like feature. Yes. Because it allows um, people to place value on your worth as a person. And mind you, this is somebody who probably feels hella out of place being surrounded by all these white people Mm -hmm. in Calabasas. Mm -hmm. You know, he has no real family and friends, like he said on the radio, talking about how he lost friends along the way and how he doesn't have his mother anymore. And someone who went and got even plastic surgery, you know, because he was so insecure with himself. I agree with Kanye for the first time in years, but the the concept of likes, just think about it. It's insane. Yeah. I'm reading this book right now called The Fifth Agreement. And it's saying oh, wow. now this this, this makes me just <laughs> this just makes me think, oh my God, this is crazy. This makes me think of this. When someone basically reassures you or validates you or makes an agreement to you saying that okay you're beautiful okay i made that agreement now you're going to keep looking for that you're going to keep looking for that validation you're going to keep wanting to hear you're beautiful you're beautiful so it's like when those lights come into play people cling to those people uh, people praise those likes and it's sickening to me i really do feel like instagram should get rid of just just so you can't see it. But they can see it just so your stuff can still circulate for the people right. that have businesses. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree. But despite um, all of that, how do you feel about, you know, just watching Kanye embarrass himself, like seeing what... It's embarrassing his knowing that he's black, knowing that he's black and he comes from Chicago. I'm embarrassed off bat. Right. Um, but I do feel a sense of empathy for him because... I don't think is I don't think he's an idiot. I like think so I think that the man is actually a genius. I honestly think he's a genius, but we just can't understand him from the outside looking in. Yeah. I don't think we can understand him, but him being sporadic like this it's embarrassing. I like know. I'm embarrassed for him. But you I'm know again, I be I be on YouTube at like two in the morning, like down the rabbit mm-hmm. hole of conspiracies. And I came across a video that was like, Get Out was about Kanye. And just talking about, they were just making parallels to his life. And um, I forgot the main character in the movie, but you seen the they movie. They trapped right? a genius. A genius is currently trapped right now. Yeah. Literally. Like, it, it was just weird because I don't know if you remember back when, like, when he was doing his tour with his stage floating and shit. Yeah, and he was just going on rants, and people was like, "What the fuck? Like you supposed to be performing? You're on stage talking about some crazy shit, right?" And yeah, everybody is labeling him like, "You're crazy, you're crazy, you're crazy." But if you go back yeah. and listen to what he was saying, he was speaking some real shit, and he was like, "I'm putting my Bitch, life." What at, he, say? he was just like, "I'm putting my life at risk by telling y'all this," but we in the matrix, 
And I don't know if you've seen The Matrix, but like, you know how just everything is just formulated and constructed. Like society just tries to shape the world in this way that we only see it in this way. And they don't want us to see beyond nothing. They don't want us to question nothing. That's very true. Right. So Kanye is pretty much saying like, yo, we in a matrix and da da da. He's just Jim Carrey says it all the time. Yeah, he's just going on and on, right? And then after that he gets admitted into a facility. And after he comes out, he starts acting weird as fuck. Like his hair is dyed blonde and he's really Mm -hmm. like emotionless and like I don't know. Like I don't know what goes on in the industry per se. And we don't we nobody Mm -hmm. knows. But I feel like he's definitely being um I don't know how to put it. I just feel like he's being toyed with. And that's Mm. like, I feel like as a community um, and as people who consume celebrity, I feel like people shouldn't be so invested on what goes on in other people's lives. I feel like we Mm -hmm. should just focus on either, you know, either you have something good to say and you praise them and you try to come up with a solution to this problem or you don't have nothing to say at all. And I feel like that's I'm we all judge each other and I feel like that's where it starts like we have to stop judging each other because who are we to judge like in the bible it says who are you to judge you got something you pointed something out in their eye and look at you know look at yourself and I feel that's why I feel so bad for Kanye because we have no clue what this man is really thinking nor feeling at all so how can we sit up here and judge this man yeah from his actions I feel like people really give actions a lot of value. I know this is how, this sounds crazy because actions do show character, mm-hmm. but I think the brain is more powerful than actions, like people's thought processes. What was what were his, inten- his intentions behind wearing that red hat? Mm-hmm. Yes, it looks racist to us. It looks coonish. You know what I'm saying? But what is what are his real intentions? behind wearing that hat see it's hard and it, we know it, it's hard to and like, that's discern hard to discern bit, that exactly bit. you get what i'm saying because every time because he does something how... crazy he has something to sell as well if you peep right so sometimes right. it's hard right now he's saying that he's getting out of politics and his album is coming up but i just feel right. like is he, he using us is he trolling us oh yeah does he yeah. is this stemming from his mental health is this he's intentionally doing this is just this the type Trust of person me. he is you know and that's a great question that I really don't think I have the answer for because I don't know if this man has pure intentions with them. Because I feel like he's definitely using the black community as a pawn, though. I really do feel that. He knows he's black people. He's using social media, black. period, as a tool of control. And that's why, yeah. if we go back to the question, like, is social media good or bad for society? Look at Kanye with millions of followers. And he can say the craziest shit. You and he's see. probably influencing... He can... S- he, he has influenced minds with this mag, MAGA shit, whatever the fuck. He's influenced so many black minds. Mm. Hear Kanye out. Listen to Kanye. He making points. He making it valid. Even Lil Herb just came out and said, y'all tweaking. Kanye was right. Slavery could have been a choice. So whatever the fuck he right. said. It was so poorly shit. put together. I'm so disappointed. I'm going to put a soundbite of what he said in here. He told me, and it made perfect sense. I wasn't saying slavery was a choice like we choose to be in slavery, but slavery was a choice to me, to Nat Turner, to Harriet Tubman. That's what he's saying. To Nat Turner, slavery is a choice. To Harriet Tubman, slavery was a choice because I had a choice to run. I had a choice to fight. 
That's what he was saying. Right. He did and not I express it like he that. He didn't express it that way. He said it like when, when we heard it, he was saying it, we choose to go to slavery. But when I talked to him, he absolutely right. Because I'm that Turner too. I'm Harriet Tubman too. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what I want to do by any means. I'm going to take what I want in life. I'm going to get to where I want to be in life. And he got the same asset. So in all actuality, it was a choice. I don't. It's, it's not a choice no, no, I, to be I, in slavery, but it's your choice. Are you going to fight? Are you going to die? Are you going to make a difference? It's your choice. But that was so poorly said. I feel like that was not the right time to say that. Girl, that made my blood boil. Mm. Mm. Kanye has the power to change minds. This is why his platform is so important. And this is probably why he's being toyed with, because he has the, the power to change minds like Tupac. I really do feel that. Kanye's influence is huge, yeah. especially over white kids, too. Yeah. They're scared of they're scared of his influence. Trust me. Mm. And that's also but social I don't know media what, so I don't powerful. know what's going on right now. So, I don't know what's going on right now. It's so powerful in that aspect. Um, so I just wanted to shift the conversation. Mm-hmm. And just talk about coping mechanisms. Um, even within our community, a lot of us don't have a lot of um, healthy cope, coping, mechanism. <laughs> coping mechanisms. And um, a lot of us turn to substance abuse. Um, I just want to know, what are your coping mechanisms? And I want to know um, your take on the abuse of substances within our community as a coping mechanism. Uh, my personal coping mechanisms would be definitely praying like the spiritual aspect of it I think that's so important um I mean you don't have to be religious but at least get in tune with the universe and see whatever that you're putting out you're going to get back or you know what I'm saying get into that part of yourself um so praying would definitely be one I've recently gotten more into the bible and I downloaded these apps called Eternal Sunshine and Go Tandem. And those are amazing apps to just get in touch with your spirit. My mom always says it's important to feed your spirit. That's what we need. God wants us to make choices based on our spirit, not the flesh. Mm. And I feel like once, once we understand that concept that we need to stop doing earthly things like drugs... We will understand the meaning and the purpose to life. Ooh, I'm so um, conflicted on that because when you say drugs, people group a lot of things together. We is of the <laughs> earth, baby. I'm smoking your blood. Okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry. Just making sure we're on the same page. We is of the earth. Yes, okay. <laughs> they like to argue that cocaine is too with opium. Oh, because it comes from a plant. I don't so know. But I heard cocaine is harmless, but crack is, you know, if crack was created. Yeah. But um, not harmless in the aspect where you can just sniff the fuck out of coke all day. <laughs> Everything needs to be in moderation. Okay, right. Um, <laughs> but prayer, reading. Mm. I love reading. Yeah, like, feeding your mind. Just want to feeding learn. your mind. I had to and learn I, a We lot don't understand how. Girl, I had to learn I, a lot. Unlearn a lot. We've of been bad brainwashed. Yes. We've been brainwashed our whole entire lives. Okay. And when you say conspiracy, that's honestly what I think of yeah. because. Being brainwashed, you just, you're under this act of, okay, I have to live this way. And then once you expand your mind for that first time and you like, damn, I don't believe that gay people are demons. You know, I don't believe, you know what I'm saying? So you have to really get out here and learn shit for yourself. 
I don't believe in hope. I don't believe that homosexuality is wrong. Yeah. I've been taught to believe exactly. that. Exactly. And then, you know, they always use religion as a form of like propaganda. Like I said in my last podcast, like how I don't celebrate because pagan religion. Look how religion came and got the slaves and and and, and, corp, and you know made their mind right. <laughs> made them bow down to these white people. Yes, like I had to do my own personal research of like the history of religion. Like, girl, I was watching documentaries and everything, and I was just trying to figure out like how really? did this all come about. And that's why well, I, I feel like I want to I want to get into that and like study like what is religion. Yes, you, know you, what I'm you have to like it's important to because know what so you're many learning. people, millions and billions of people praise religion, yes. and it's like that scares me because it's cultish. Yes, it's very cultish yes. to me. Yes, and girl, there are many forms of religion, and there are many forms of. So I have to ask you personally because I was doing my mm-hmm. own personal research and I was having a conversation with people, and voodoo came up right and crystals came up and astrology came up and i'm just like okay there are a lot of people who claim to be christian that's those are all type forms of religion right it's forms of religion so crystals voodoo do you believe in that stuff and what is your stance on that like how do you feel about that because there are people who actually practice like witchcraft and stuff brujeria santeria like that shit is real in Africa. I feel like I can't, I can't judge because I have no clue as to what it is. I'm very ignorant to those religions. Mm. I have no clue as to what those religions are. But anything, you playing with the devil, anything like that, bitch, I don't right, fuck okay. with you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right. But if you, um, if you went to some self-healing, right. some getting closer to God type of shit, I fuck with so, you. So all those religions that do that, I'm, I'm with those. So then my follow-up question is, why do people know that stuff like that exists right know that demons and spirits exist but why are they so quick to write off like (sighs) okay so i noticed that like when i talk about like jesus and i talk about like god and talking to god and stuff like that people try to like play it to the side as if it doesn't exist what Jesus say? What what the Bible say? They say if you deny me in front of your people, I will deny you, right? right. Or something like right. that. I don't know that. Those are pe- those are Gentiles. Those are people that don't know God. Mm. And I feel like once you really know God, you would know that nothing else exists. I don't know how to explain that. Yeah. I don't know. I just been finding that within my walk, like as I've been talking about it more openly, mm-hmm. there has been some people around me who has been like. Like, God is revealing, like, you need to stay away from this person. Because they, they energy, like, what they got going on ain't right. Girl. And they reveal themselves, Girl. like, oh, like. Girl. You know, they try to, like, downplay what you believe in. I just lost in. two people. I just lost two. I ain't losing them. They lost me. Okay. First of all, let's start. Hello. I'm a bad bitch. You can't kill me. <laughs> but, um. That's important. I feel like people are in your life for, for reasons and seasons. And that's it. You need to. Listen to God when he's telling you to remove these people because he's not playing with you. God always gives warning before destruction. Mm. Don't destruct. Listen to those red flags. I mean, look at them, see them, analyze them. And if you decide to stay in that type of position where you think this person is toxic to you, you're going to become toxic as well. And it's going to be two toxic people or three or four or whatever. It's important yeah. to rid your life of people. It's like cleaning out your closet. Yes. Yes. I don't know. I just feel like just to bring the conversation at home back in on mm-hmm. everything that mm-hmm. we've discussed, um, knowing the type of influence that I have, and I'm sure knowing the type of influence you have, do you feel like it's mm-hmm. your duty 
to let people be aware of getting in tune with your spirituality and like yes. having that moral compass because I feel like a lot of us are just living for ourselves and like you said just living for the flesh and nobody's Ooh. really in tune Romans chapter 12 Romans chapter yes. 12 it says yes. it said, I don't know I can't do it verbatim but it's basically saying you're so consumed with yourself mm. You're so into your own world that you can't see your brother next to you is suffering. Mm. And I feel like that's what the what's what God is about. It's about love and giving love and sharing love. And we live in a narcissistic ass generation, yes. especially with social the media. Look at me culture. Everyone's so everybody wants the attention. Right. Everybody wants the attention. Yes. Everybody's so consumed with themselves. Yes. That scares me. Yes. Yes. To be self indulgent with I, with no boundaries either. I can't stand me a self-indulgent person. Because mm. I share so much of me and myself. I would just want the same. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the world would be a, a better place if we weren't so self-serving. Like, if everybody lived... Really helped one another. Yeah. Like, just figure out your purpose in life. Like, know that this life is not just for you. And that's what I feel like with my blog. That's why I feel like I'm serving a purpose because so many women especially women, because those are most of my readers, have reached out to me and said, thank you for writing this. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Thank you for helping me teach me my self-worth or giving me some pointers on how to achieve my self-worth and to know that a nigga shouldn't be playing with right. me. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what makes me happy at the end of the day because I want to change minds. I want, that's what, that's what I aim to do. I feel like that's my duty. I want to change minds. And I only can change minds if I'm okay. You can't pour from an empty glass. Like, and so this is why it's so important to say that everything starts with yourself. Every single thing. Your relationship with your mom, your dad, your father, your friends, your man, your woman. It starts with you first. Because if you, if you don't heal, take time to heal yourself, you're going to project everything ugly. It's going gonna, it's gonna to come out. It will come out. Do you have any other methods of healing besides um, prayer? Like, what can you, I guess, let people know are some ways to, you know, help themselves? How can they help I themselves feel like even more? If you, I'm gonna just list some uh, very obvious things first. Mm-hmm. Is meditate. Please take the time to. I'm just. I'm really trying my hardest to do this meditation yeah, thing because me it's so hard for me to shut my brain off, like. But I'm trying to incorporate incorporate that more into my lifestyle to meditate. Just take time to just sit with my thoughts. Okay. I think that's very important to self-reflect. Okay, how how far have I come as a person? Mm. What have I done in my past that I should have never done? Mm. How can I learn from that situation? You know, things like that. Um, so meditation, I would definitely say seek therapy. Seek therapy. Yeah. I have not yet uh, sought out therapy, but I definitely on the route to do so. Right, I've been researching, and it's not. I found one for like one twenty five, and I feel like that's not bad. As much money as I spend on weed and like you know buying exactly. food and shit, exactly, I can be putting that into my. It's how so. much of a priority is it to exactly. you? Exactly, and that's just what it boils down to. Yeah, that's just what it boils down Please, to. Don't is be it afraid a to seek to help. Don't feel crazy for is seeking help. Is your either. mental health a priority to you? Yeah, we gotta stop with these stigmas of like calling people crazy and making people feel so out of place just for trying to get in touch with themselves and their thoughts or making them feel weak or making them feel weak just for you know feeling sad for a day and I had to learn that as a a person too because I'm usually so emotionalist emotionalist never like cry 
I never just tell people what's wrong with me, but girl, as of lately, a bitch can't hold it in. Right, you gotta feel like, it. I, that shit has to come out of you, bro. Yes. And that's the, just the main thing I want to tell people. Like, let that shit out. If you gotta cry, do that shit. Yeah. Like, if you need to call your best friend and say, best friend, I'm having a bad day, but I just need to vent to you real quick. It's so important to just let it out at the first release. Because if you hold on to that, that shit festers, it festers. You don't even know how deep it's going into your... That's what I'm saying. The brain is a powerful thing because when it comes to actual psychology and learning the brain, you don't understand how much shit we repress, Mm. how much traumatic shit we have repressed and it comes up in the subconscious. It comes up in the subconscious. You dream about it. Because honestly, we work from our subconscious from the most of the time. The way we interact with people, Mm. the way we speak, everything is from our subconscious. It's not our conscious brain. And the things, we tra- we repress traumatizing things. A man could have done something to me, made me feel so insecure, and I never said anything to anyone about it because I didn't want to feel like no weak-ass bitch. Mm-hmm. But that shit is in me. That shit is in my brain. It's already there. So that's why it's so important to just talk about it. Seek help. Seek help. It's okay. Um, and then also smoke a little weed, right, okay. but do it in moderation. <laughs> don't do it to moderation. Don't do it to escape your. Okay, so what I was doing before was like I know I had hella shit to do, but I just smoke instead to avoid it. But it will always still be there. Like I still got hella shit to do, mm-hmm. so yeah. I had to take a break. I, had, I went through that phase of my life. Too. Yeah, I had to I take a break. I had to too. detox and stop and just be like, okay, let me just deal with my shit. Because sometimes weed makes me very lazy. Not even a lot. Yeah. It makes me so lazy. Yeah, so I actually, over the summer, I had stopped smoking. Like, my boyfriend would smoke around me. I wouldn't smoke at all. And during that time, I was really in tune with my emotions and stuff. And I had no way to let it go, right? Because I wasn't smoking or anything. So, girl, I had just worked the double shift, just got off work. And I opened my fridge. I didn't have water. And that triggered a panic attack. And I never had a panic attack in my life. But mm. I was so tired because I worked the double shift. I ain't make shit. And I'm a waitress. So I ain't make shit. And then I came home. I even had no food and water in my fridge. And I just bust my ass serving other people food and water. But I didn't even have it for myself. And that was just like the Damn. last straw for me. And girl, like, Damn. it was something that I've never experienced in my life. Like, I was breathing heavy. I couldn't talk. Like, it was just the weirdest feeling. And I'm just like, wow. Like, I really need to check myself and make sure I'm good. Like, I need a break. Because all I know is work. All I know is, like, grind, grind, grind. Like, I never take a break for myself. And that's so important. Call off work. Right. Take a mental health day. Yeah. So, Turn your phone off for it. Get off social media for a day. Right. And that, I'm still, like, I'm weaning off of that. Like, I may not be I took active. a social media break. I took a social media break back. And my father had passed. Mm-hmm. And last year, about a year. Almost a year, exactly. And I took, like... A, a, it was a good minute too. I took a little break, mm. and I just had to realize like what's important. You know, yeah. you have to really just sit down and figure out what's important. Yeah. And what were people doing before social media? Like, what were people doing exactly. to enjoy their lives before social exactly. media? Exactly. What do we even know anymore? Right. So yeah, I definitely try to read. I just got we're into the so four agreements. We're so far removed. Yeah, I, I try to read more. So definitely, like I try to do other things besides just stay on. Girl, my I read all all the time. I fucking love reading. Like I need to get better. It's so fundamental. It expands your vocabulary and everything. Girl, and you be like, in the gym too. Like I need to get like you. I feel like gym is a good. Girl, I'm release. trying to just. 
I be in the gym. I love it because that's another that's another form of mental release. Yeah. People think the gym is physical. It's all mental. Yeah. It really helps you. It it creates that fire in you. How much can you you know put up with type of yeah. shit like. It builds you. It really does. See, but I get so bored at least easily. Twice a week. I get I get so bored easily. I need like an activity because I used to play basketball and I used to play volleyball, so I'm used to playing a sport. So, mm-hmm. I play volleyball as well. Yes, yeah, so I'm used to having that discipline and like someone, you know, like I need that competition. So I've been trying to like find new shit. You need a, all you need is a trainer if you really want to get in the gym. That's what you need. Yeah, that's what I need. I need to get my shit together. If you want to get in the gym, but I need a trainer too because I some days I go in there and I just bullshit. Oh, just be bullshit. I really get it in. Yeah. yeah, some days I really get it in, but a trainer would just keep you consistent in that way. Mm, yeah. Or like you said, a little hobby. Look at um, you know, these yoga trap yoga classes <laughs> and you know things like that. All right, the trap spin cycle and all of that. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so do you have any um last words for the listeners out there? Um, just to take into account, just to really spread awareness of mental health, health and stress, how important this is. I want to just say, check on your people. Mm-hmm. Check on your people. Uh, uh, even your strong friends. I know I see it all the time on social media, but uh, be, because everything is coming so watered down, like the words toxic and everything is being so overused, people don't see it as something that's serious anymore. I don't know how to explain that, but uh, the shit is still real. The shit is still there. Toxic people still exist. Mental health issues still exist. Check on your people. You don't have to give them continuous stimulation, but you must at least reach out if you haven't heard from them. Um, and I love yourself, you know, like I really feel like we got to love ourselves and get to know ourselves, become acquainted with ourselves, look in the mirror and just, you know, get naked and look at yourself. Like, who are you? How do you feel about you? Not what other people feel about you. Other people feel about you. Who are you? Um, yeah, that's one thing that I wanted to just shed light on is just like, don't allow other people to determine your worth as a person. Don't let nobody tell you who you're supposed to be. Like, even I felt like just going into the workforce, I had to be a certain way just to get a job. And God presented me with a job that I didn't even have to apply for. The job of my dreams mm. at that, you know? Wow, that, what a blessing. Right, and I thought I had to... So what do you do? Now this is your current job? Yeah, so it's like a lo- it's a part-time okay. thing that's like in the works, but I'm pretty much a publicist for a signed artist. That's amazing. Yeah, so she's an artist that's signed to The Dream and Republic Records, and I met her working as a waitress at my last job, and she had came See, in See, that's early. how God works. Right, and I just, you know, just told her like, hey, you know, if you need a team, I'm here. And some months later, she tells me that she has a paid position for me, you know? So, That's like, amazing. don't ever feel like you have Congratulations. to change. Thank you. Yeah, just don't ever feel like you have to change who you are to, you know, to fit in and just be comfortable with yourself and just, you know, just be aware of who you are as a person and keep searching, like, keep evolving, keep learning, keep growing. Mm-hmm. Like, don't be content with the place that you're in. Like, life is what really what you said, like, just manifesting your destiny and just yeah. really keeping those positive thoughts. It's really what you make it. Yeah. It's what you make it. Life is thoughts. a dream. Seriously. Yeah. Whatever we dream, it can become a reality. Yes. So, um, what is next for Diamond? What can we expect from you? Because the people need to hear um, more. You have so much great insight. Um, I learned a lot. Definitely. Everybody wants me to do a podcast. Girl, why I don't not? Know. Why not? I don't know, girl. We need a YouTube <laughs> or something. 
I'm definitely gonna take it to that next level. I'm gonna definitely take it there. I'm Where can we find planning you? for a show. Well, you guys can follow me now on Instagram, Twitter at Diamonds Dosage, and check out my website, diamondsdosage.com. Um, those are my three main outlets. I talk all that real shit. Okay, okay. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I definitely want to show. I definitely want to show. Yes. Well, thank you. Thank you for having this conversation with thank me. Thank you so much, so much I know for it was so me much, having me. So much to unpack. We was probably a little all over the place, but y'all get the gist, okay? <laughs> y'all get the point. <laughs> Just be your best self and live your best life, damn it. So, yeah. Um, thank you Amen. all for listening. <laughs> thank you all for listening. Um and yeah, any last words, Diamond, before we sign out? Nope. Right. Thanks for having me. All right, y'all. <laughs> catch you on the next episode. Bye.